I'm Tiago Prem, and if you clicked on this video, it's probably because you think you'd like to stop drinking, or you're ready to stop drinking, or you're flirting with the idea, and I'm here to tell you that there's hope and give you eight steps that are going to help you to quit drinking for good. So thanks for tuning into this. Let's get into them. So for those of you who don't know me, you can go back and look at some of my previous videos where I'm very open about my story. I started drinking and taking drugs at a very young age and struggled a lot with criminal behavior and self-worth issues and alcoholism and drug addiction. And I've tried just about everything that you can try. I've gone to counseling. Uh, I've gone to live-in treatment centers, I've gone to AA and recovery circle meetings, I've done it all, and I've also tried a more spiritual approach by doing yoga and meditation and studying uh, Eastern traditions and Western traditions, and then in the process, I found something that works for me, and then I've broken it down in this video, which we're going to do together, eight things that have served me to effectively stop drinking for good. So let's look at the eight things. Number one, change your AM and PM routine. Now it's taken me quite a few years to figure out that this is essential to be effective in stopping your drinking patterns. So first of all, I'll let you know what I do in my morning. In my morning, I wake up at 6 a.m. I set an alarm, I don't miss it. and. and and actually later on in life, I've taken a day off where I sleep in and catch up. But I would say that if you're just looking to stop and you don't have a long, um, you know, existing recovery, then I would say maybe commit to seven days and do something that's within reach. Like maybe you get up 15 minutes earlier or half, a, half an hour earlier. Just do something that's in reach. Create some consistency. Here's a clue for you or a, or a secret or a key. And that is structure when it comes to recovery is your friend if you don't have any structure it's going to be really challenging to stop drinking so i get up at six in the morning and i go right to the bathroom i clean my teeth and scrape my tongue yogi scrape our tongue so if you want to learn about scraping your tongue i could do a video about it just leave a comment down below that would be a fun one um I scrape my tongue, I brush my teeth, and then I take a cold shower. And the cold shower really helps to make me alert and awake. If that sounds like a stretch for you, you could start hot and then move to cold. And then I do a yoga practice, meditation practice. And if you're not sure what to do with that, we can talk about that uh, in another video. But just start to do something in the morning that creates a little more structure for you, and then the same thing at the end of the day. And what I do at the end of the day is I make sure that I get a good night's sleep, so I get to bed by you know 10 o'clock, 11 at the latest if I'm getting up at 6 a.m., and before I go to bed, I roll out my yoga mat, I make my meditation cushion so that there's no excuse when I get up. The preparation for the practice starts the night before. So number one, there you have it. Switch up your AM, PM routine. Number two, find somebody to be open about your drinking with. 
I know it's hard. I know it's embarrassing. We live in a culture that celebrates everything with alcohol. Um, there's people who think that if you don't drink, there's something wrong with you or you go to the party and you're trying not to drink and somebody keeps saying, why aren't you having a drink? Have a drink now. Come on, just have a drink. You know, that kind of thing. Um, and at the beginning, I found anyways, when I was working towards my recovery, it was really hard to find a friend that would understand what I was going through that I could be open with. And that's where like meetings are great. Or if you know somebody who's sober is great. Meetings will introduce you to a sponsor. So that helps. Uh, you can join our community. We have a recover community and I'll put the link to join in the show notes. But you need somebody to talk to, whether it's one person or a group, so you can be open about the struggle that you're going through. Until you admit that you're a pro uh, until you admit that you have a problem, and you find somebody to talk to, it's going to feel like you know you keep falling back into old patterns, keep falling into old patterns. So number two is find somebody that you can be open about your drinking with. Number three is a loving practice. Do something wholesome that makes you feel really good, whether it's singing or playing an instrument or something that ev evokes a happy emotion in you. So a lot of us, if we're drinking, like that's kind of why we drink. We, we like to feel the high of the party and the buzz and the, you know, the laughing and the, all of that stuff. Can you find a loving practice that's going to make you feel good? For me, singing is definitely a part of it. I have a spiritual practice that lifts me up, so a devotional singing practice. But you could sing anything. I mean, I, I found that even when I was in live-in treatment, when I would do my chores or my work, I would sing, and I would sing songs that made me feel at home or uplifted. And if singing doesn't, you know, you're like, I'm not going to sing that's okay. Maybe you, you like drawing. Maybe you, you know, find something that you can do as a practice that's wholesome and lifts your spirits. Number three, find a loving practice that is wholesome and lifts your spirits. Number four, a clearing practice, something to reset or, you know, wash away some of those negative emotions or you feel rattled or shaken up or you've just had an argument or a tough week. You know, we live in a culture that has convinced us that if we have hard times, like a hard week, we deserve a drink. If we had a hard conversation, we deserve a drink. A drink is the reward. And if you're trying to stop drinking, it's really confusing to our brain. It's like, but I had a hard time. I want my reward. Those of us who have a drinking problem, our reward becomes something that creates more problems. So we feel stress. We don't want to feel the stress. We drink. We drink in excess. We feel worse the next day. And actually, a strange thing that happens is, is that we spend so much energy trying to nurse the hangover the next day that maybe we can forget the negative experience that we had that caused the drinking binge in the first place. So it's a way of just like packing on top of it, right? We Even though a hangover is horrible, who wants to be hungover? But if we drink to escape, we tend to pack that like, I'm just trying to get through the day by eating my greasy sandwich and watching 
15 episodes of Breaking Bad in a row while I lay on the couch. By doing that, we can continue in that addictive cycle of pressing down what we didn't want to feel in the first place. Now, a clearing practice is going to allow us to process rather than pack down and ignore. So a kundalini yoga practice or a breath work practice or go for a run or do something that's going to allow you to clear and move through it. Number five, to be effective with your recovery to stop drinking for good is a strengthening practice. So we've talked about a loving practice, we've talked about a clearing practice, and now a strengthening practice. You can do yoga in a way that strengthens the body. Of course, slow movements, lots of up and down, uh, chaturanga we call it, like push-ups. You could do push-ups, you could go to the gym, you could do chin-ups on a tree. Something that is going to strengthen your body is also essential to be effective in your recovery. If we just kind of get lazy and lounge around and we don't activate the strength in our body, we're not going to feel like we're strong enough to change our routines. And here's a little, another little key for you. Lifestyle is the great healer. And for lifestyle to show up as a healer, for those of us who have negative patterns, which is really what addiction is, any negative repeated pattern, and it's negative because it produces negative results that we continue to participate in, right? I'm doing something that creates negative results in my life and I keep doing it despite it causing negative results in my life. That's addiction, okay? And so we need to change the pattern. That takes courage. That takes strength. So a strengthening practice. Get a trainer, go to the gym, start doing five push-ups a day, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. Go to an Ashtanga yoga class, something that is going to strengthen your body. Calisthenics, something that's going to uh, give you that warrior strength. You know, and then you can do the clearing practices as well, because if it's all strength and we're not clearing, we, we may exasperate, you know, the anger or put too much fuel on the fire. So we strengthen to build the fire. We clear to move through the things that are sticky and holding on to us. And then we bring that loving practice in so that we can open our hearts. Number six nourishment. Now, here's the thing. Digestion, we think about digestion is like, what do you eat? And yes, this is important. Eating clean foods, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're eating foods that are maybe from a local farm. You definitely want to make sure that there's no refined sugar or industrialized sugar products. Very bad, very hard, hard on the body. And also those of us who drank something like beer or something like that, you know, we're really a the addiction is the alcohol and also to the sugar. So try and cut out the sugar and do a little bit at a time. Maybe have a day without sugar or two days. Or if there's a candy bar that you really like, maybe only have it once a week or do something that's within reach, but start to move towards a more nourishing diet. Another thing you could do is like, make sure you're getting eight glasses of water a day. Now, I'm going to give you a recommendation if you don't know where to start, because you could be saying like, yeah, I'm an addict and I have an addiction to food as well. So like just telling me not to do that, how is that going to help me? So I'll give you one thing to start with. Get your fats right. Do not eat industrial industrialized seed oils. So 
no canola oil, uh, no cottonseed oil, no um, soybean oil, no none of these things. Olive oil, extra virgin, organic, fine. Grass-fed organic butter, wonderful. Get your fats right. Anything that comes from a factory as far as an oil is concerned and it has the name vegetable oil on it, cut it. That's where you'll start. Butter, eat it, especially if it's organic and grass-fed. Organic, cold-pressed, you know, extra virgin, olive oil, eat it. Avocado oil, eat it. All good. Coconut, great. Do it. Anything else, keep it off your plate. So start with that for nourishment. Now, the other part of digestion is, is notice what you're consuming through books, through media, through music, and notice, does this make me feel good? Does this trigger me to want to drink? Don't go there. Does this make me feel anxious or depressed? Don't go there. Try and consume, like uh, we call it sattvic in yoga, try and consume media and art and entertainment and, and conversations with friends that uplift your spirits, that make you feel good, that encourage you to, you know, stick with your commitment to not drinking. Get your fats right, cut out the crappy oils, cut out the crappy sugar, and cut out the crappy sound current that makes you just not feel your best. Let it go, that's nourishment. Number seven, journal, write. This is really important, okay? If you don't wanna write, maybe take voice notes into your phone. But when something comes up or pray, that's another one. Some people are like, I don't feel comfortable praying. Well then, you know, pray, journal, take voice notes, talk to yourself, do something to process. So when you feel triggered or you feel angry and you feel the acid in your muscles or you feel frustrated or you can feel that like, oh, I'm so mad right now. I just need a drink, like whatever that kind of trigger point is, get pen to paper. Okay? But not only, because sometimes you're going to miss that, especially at the beginning, you'll be like, oh, I should have wrote something down. Now, you're going to practice so that you can get there. Now, that morning routine I was talking about in step one, when you're done, you know, whether it's a stretch or a morning walk or whatever it is in that change your AMPM routine, journal. You could do it in the morning and the evening. You could do it just in the morning, but for sure do it in the morning. And just for five minutes, set a timer and just write. Doesn't matter what you write. It doesn't have to go on social media. It doesn't have to be shared with anybody. You could throw it in the trash or burn it when you're done. But get a pen to paper as a practice on a daily basis and just talk about what's going, what's going on for you. Talk about your recovery. Tell your story, even if no one reads it. The first time you drank, when you notice why you didn't want to drink anymore, um, how it's going, whether it's going good or bad, or, or maybe you want to stop or just process. Processing through writing is so helpful. Processing through praying is so helpful. Even if you don't believe in God, talk to that part inside of you that has said, maybe you should stop drinking or cut back. Talk to that part of you. Writing is great for that. Praying is great for that. Find a way to process and have a real conversation with yourself because effective recovery is all about learning to trust yourself again, learning to be honest with yourself again. And how do you do that in a relationship? Practice 
Good communication. The last one. This is a simple one. I saved the simple for last. Find a beverage that's not, like we said, doesn't have a bunch of crappy sugar in it that as a routine, you know, like it's the routine. Like, I, oh, I had a hard day at work or I worked hard and now I'm going to come home and crack a beer. And then that beer becomes six beers or 12 beers or whatever it might be. That routine of getting off work where it's just like taking off your work boots. It feels so good. That routine of the sound may be something that, you know, makes you feel good. It, it's a symbol of relaxation. So what I did at the start, and some people in AA and that kind of thing are going to tell you not to do this. I can only tell you what I did, and this worked for me. When I was first stopping drinking, I drank a ton of non-alcoholic beers. I just did. And some people said, oh, you're not supposed to do that. It can be triggering. It can make you drink more, da, 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 da. For me, it worked. I tried to get sober for years. When I finally committed and stopped drinking, I drank non-alcoholic beers. And sometimes in a night, I would drink six, eight, or eight, or 10, or whatever it took. And then now, I hardly have them. You know, Maybe once in a while, if there's a football game, I might have a non-alcoholic beer if they have one in the pub, or that kind of thing. But down here in Mexico, they mostly just have the Heineken Zeros and they're all right. I like I like something a little more adventurous. So so I just don't bother. But what I do is I drink soda water. You could get a soda stream so there's less waste. You could buy bottles of mineral water or get them in glass. It's even better for you. Uh, San Pellegrino, that kind of thing. And I sip carbonated water. And I've had conversations with people who are like, oh, you drink a lot of carbonated water. Like, you know, don't you think that's expensive? Or maybe you should just drink water or blah, blah, blah. And the reality is it satisfies that part of me that just wants to hear the tss and fear, feel the bubbles in my throat. I was a beer drinker. That really works for me. So maybe you can find something that works for you that, you know, you feel that sort of ritualistic part of it. But you know, like my partner, she used to say in the beginning of my not drinking with the non-alcoholic beers, she said, these are just like regular beers, but without the stupid. And I like that because it did, you know, give me that feeling of hard day's work, crack a beer, watch the game, crack a beer, hang with a buddy, crack a beer. Um, at the beginning, don't go to the pub or anything like that, please, I, unless you have really strong willpower. And chances are, if you're watching this video, your willpower could use a little bit of a tune-up. So at home, I would do that. And now, I, you know, I love being in the, in the sports bar watching the Super Bowl or the basketball game and just drinking soda waters and hanging out with everybody and feeling clear the next day, feeling happy, being able to show up for my family, being able to show up for my practices and just focus on my mission in this life without being hungover, without uh, having my morality sway here and there and making decisions that are harmful and violent to myself and others. So I hope this video helps you. These are eight steps that have really worked for me. I continue to practice them on a daily basis. And in doing so, it's given me years of sobriety and years of effective recovery. And even more than that, it's given me this joy for life. I can meet things with a present mind and an open heart. And for me, that's worth more than you know the social pressures of having a drink. I love the clarity. I love showing up and doing my work, fulfilling my mission here. And I want the same for you. 
you can do this. You got this. I have hope and faith in you that if you stick to these eight steps to quit drinking for good, you'll do it one day at a time. Bless you. Thank you.